This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus, so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Is that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. It's been a little while, you've got myself, Omer, and my co-host, Mickey. How you doing, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. We're going to go straight into a little interview we've got today with uh, Jacob from Canary Cast. How you doing, Jacob? You all right? Yeah, very well, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you, mate. Uh, thanks for coming on. Obviously, we're talking ahead of tonight's game. Uh, obviously, we're going to have Norwich versus Millwall. Uh, we were just talking a little bit off air now. You know, Carroll is not normally a good hunting ground for us. Um, how are you feeling ahead of the game tomorrow? You looking forward to it? I am looking forward to it. We've started to pick up in form recently. I think if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would really not be fancy a couple of BHU boys. But um, yeah, we're better now. So fingers crossed for a win. Yeah. I've been looking through. I mean, I saw the start of the season and people talking about, obviously, you know, you didn't get off to the best of starts. I think you won at Huddersfield 1-0. But a lot of it's been kind of scrappy, so to speak. It was kind of stop-start at the beginning, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, like after lockdown, I don't know how much of the Premier League you watch, but I don't think I can remember a team as bad in the Premier League as us. Like we scored one goal 
Uh, that was in the FA Cup game. We lost every single one, nine on the bounce, and we were just dreadful. So it's, it's kind of taken a little bit of time. You know, we've come back into this season and been the expectations massive with the players we have still. Like we've kept Max Aaron, Demi Buendia, Timu Puki, who all performed uh, a couple of years ago when we obviously won the league. And yeah, it's just taking time for that mentality switch from going from losing all the time to dominating the ball again and winning. And it's slowly taking progress. Now, Brentford, we were got a good solid draw against uh, last week. And then Bristol City of the weekend was by far our best performance. So hopefully the boys are full of confidence, uh, ready to go for tonight. It's funny because um, we look at it and obviously we look at Norwich as kind of, I mean, for myself anyway, you've always been, we're always too good for League One, but probably not good enough for the championship in a sense of competing. I'd probably say you're kind of too good for the championship, but not so good for the Premier League. Is that kind of a fair statement to say or...? No, yeah, you're absolutely spot on, mate. That's the kind of conversation we have all the time. We obviously have Delia Smith, who's kind of well-known around the country. And uh, she's a great owner. Like We love that she kind of loves the the club and we're all kind of self-funded. But we're never going to kind of establish ourselves in the Prem without like a big investor. And that's always a problem. You do sometimes get Norwich fans who uh, say, I'd rather the championship anyway because we win more games. Obviously, we are normally um, in that top six. But, you know, when it gets to the mid-table, and like it was a cut, uh, three, four years ago, we were mid-table fodder, and it was like, oh Christ, we're going to stay in here for a few years now. It's not that enjoyable. So yeah, no, you're you're exactly spot on. Too good probably for the championship, but just can't get that that gap because it's massive now between the champ and the Premier League. Is it Stuart Webber who your director of football is? Is it Stuart Webber? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Know, he's kind of took the approach of because obviously he was at Huddersfield, wasn't he at first? And he brought over obviously like the kind of the thing from like the German football kind of thing. He's obviously done the same with Daniel Fark, hasn't he? I mean, I was I, I was I, I do kind of keep an interest in all the other teams in our league, but I was reading about his quotes a couple of games ago. I think it was after your Bournemouth game or before it when he was coming out and hitting out at Brendia and Campwell and kind of. It was a kind of murmur. I mean, you've picked up in form, obviously, since the international break. So what's changed from there? Because obviously, just to bring up the speed, everyone doesn't know, but he was questioning like their loyalty to the crowd and stuff, wasn't he? I mean, you obviously know more than us, so be sure to fill us in. It was really interesting, actually, because uh, back in the last season, we uh, lost lost to West Ham 4-0. Todd Cantwell stayed out on the pitch, and he was the only one. And me, myself, and a few other supporters thought, you know what, he's our local lad. He's kind of come through the academy, born in, in and around Norwich. It was like, oh, OK, you know, he cares so much. He's on the pitch. He's just distraught. Stuart Webber, Daniel Farker, took that as a publicity stunt. And he's taken it for the cameras. He's quite a flamboyant lad, is Todd. If you look at his Instagram, it's a lot of kind of Puma deals, all that sort of thing. And we don't really have that around Norwich. Um, Emmy Buendir uh, did an interview, uh, which was not authorised by the club, with an outside journalist saying how he would like to go into the Premier League and play for the Premier League or Premier League club. There was no interest. No one came in for Todd or Emmy. There was kind of flirtings with Leeds and Villa, but no actual concrete deals. So yeah, that's why. And then they came back into the side and to be honest, they look poor. Definitely start of the season, Todd didn't look on it. Emmy was kind of not being played. And we were like, oh, we're going to be kept with this player who doesn't want to be here. He's very flamboyant. You'll see um, tonight if the Millwall player gets stuck into Emmy Buendiri, he'll put his arms up in the air, very flamboyant Argentinian. Um, yeah, but now they've kind of picked up. They, they've got their heads knuckled down. All, the whole kind of club has. The, the prolonged kind of transfer window really did do us in because there were so many rumours. Obviously, Max Aaron was linked with Barcelona, which was... Absolutely mental. <laughs> Obviously, Lewis went, Godfrey went. Um, yeah. But yeah, now it's kind of a lot more of a settled squad and we look to seem to be really focused um, in for the rest of the season. I'm not very confident about January and who will keep though. Pookie getting a couple of goals on Saturday as well. That was probably a relief for you guys. I mean, I, I looked at your business and I thought, 
you're kind of in the same boat to us, not spent too much money. I think you done your business quite early, didn't you? So when you got relegated, you started to announce some signings. But then uh, I, what struck out to me was Ollie Skip coming in alone and Ben Gibson, like good quality players there that kind of seem to be like the spine of your team. Yeah, I think, well, we've always got our business done early since Stuart Webber's coming about four years ago. We kind of looked at it as we've brought these players in for the amount that are going to go out. And we really haven't had that many. Obviously, Ben Godfrey, Jamal Lewis are the main ones. And we definitely thought Max Ahrens was going. I'm amazed Emmy Buendia is still here. He's by far the best player in this league when he's fully on it. Um, yeah, good good business. Like, like last season, we just struggled with kind of the physicality of the Prem and like coming down. Obviously, we know that in the championships, exactly the same. Ben Gibson, we've been calling out for a centre back for the last two years, really. And he's a proper, proper championship defender. He knows what it's all about. Ollie Skip, Tottenham didn't want him to go, but he wanted football and he does look a class above at this level. Very neat and tidy on the ball. And yeah, we, we, on paper, we have a very, very strong squad. There's been a couple of injuries. Kieran Dow's out. We've loaned out a couple of players who we don't actually have another left-back at the moment. So our one left-back, Xavi Quintier, might play against you. But if not, it'll be Jacob Sorensen, who's actually a central midfielder. Mm-hmm. So I'd be saying, Jed Wallace, get on him. I'm a bit worried about that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we'll wait and see. Uh, on paper, we've got a very, very strong squad. And if we don't get top six, we really will have collapsed. You bring me neatly on to, I mean, obviously we've got ourselves against you tonight. Do you know much about me? I mean, obviously we discussed, obviously, off air just now when we've um, had some games in the past. You know, we, we seem to be, especially at home, we seem to do well against you lot when there was a kind of the dead atmosphere there. Away from home, we never seem to get the rubber to green. But, I mean, what do you expect from us tonight ahead of the game? Well, I don't know if Gary Rout's going to be in the touchline or whatever. He will be back. I think he took training today, uh, yesterday, sorry. So, yeah, he's back in the side, so to speak. So, I think that makes a big deal for us. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot worse because I don't think he's actually been beaten at Cow Road. He always picks up a win or a point against us. Um, He knows how to deal with it with his Norwich side. He's dealt with it Mm -hmm. before. Um, You have all the tools in your team, I I think, to be able to get at all of our weaknesses. So, we haven't conceded from... um, a corner yet this season but crikey right. it's been like a, a, a miracle like every there's been a chance in every single game so obviously Jake Cooper I'm looking at and saying yeah he's obviously the big one isn't he um, we will struggle with him defensively and like I say Jed Wallace I think I'm amazed no one's picked him up I don't know what you guys think of him, but he for me when I'm watching Millwall he looks like the, the, the best creative threat you've got um, and he just on his day he looks very very good so yeah like I said against an inexperienced left back who doesn't play left back for us um yeah, I think he could be the main threat. He's our, uh, he's our, he's our Messi. He's the Millwall Messi. <laughs> he's, uh, he, uh, he's all over the pitch. I mean, you watched him Saturday. He was, he was everywhere. He's one of those players. What you remember when you were at school? You had that player who played in a in a group of lads who weren't that good, and he, he <laughs> yeah. used to play for the local team, and he used to play for the club team and the school team, and he was he was the bollocks. And yeah, yeah. you know, wherever you were on the pitch, if you weren't doing that well, we'd run and come in and get the ball or take it back or stop the ball. Now, that's what Jeb Wallace is. Jeb Wallace is still playing like that, that 14, 15-year-old kid but you know, just absolutely adores football and wants to be everywhere. Must be a nightmare for the managers because he just doesn't seem to keep his position, you know, um, in any point. I think on Saturday he was even playing a holding midfield position. But <laughs> it, it, it is just, I don't know, he's a good lad to watch and, you know, we're lucky that we still got hold of him. Um, but no, it is a good player. And going back to what we were speaking about before, if the stats are correct, the last time we beat you at home was the second of November, nineteen sixty-eight. That's the last time we won at Carrow Road, yeah. 
Well, according to this... Okay. Yeah. I mean, I did try to find it out, but I mean, I, I, I was talking off air. I mean, I remember going to Norwich on Boxing Day, losing 6-1, you know. It, I remember us always having, obviously, the game where it was 4-3 a couple of years ago, we was 3-2 up, and you managed to call it back in the 97th minute or something and score to make it 4-3. <laughs> I mean, like, I always think of these games as in, like, Norwich has never been a good hunting ground to go to. We've got a couple of teams like that, but... We always seem to have the odd result here or there, but against Norwich, we never seems to get rubber to green. So, I mean, if there's any omen there, hopefully we can um, turn that around. I mean, like I said, you picked up some good form after the international break, quite similar to us. We came crashing down to earth on Saturday against Huddersfield. We lost 3-0. But you just seem to have picked up form, four wins and one draw the last five. I mean, is something changed there? Is Fark done something to the team? Or is it just kind of kind of settled down now? Do you think the window's shut and stuff like that? Well, to be fair, I think we had Rotherham, Wickham, we, you, you, the ones where we're looking at that like we have to beat them, and they were and Birmingham as well, who were not that great at the minute. I wouldn't say going forward. Um, last minute winners, Mario Vancic came off the bench a couple of times. He's a big player off the bench. He will um, dictate the play very well. We've always kind of um, criticised Daniel Farker for his um, late substitutions, and when I say late, it's about 80, 85 minutes. You think, crikey, if you bring a player on 10, 15 minutes earlier, he could do a lot more damage than what he is in that time. So he's been a lot more proactive this year, which is great to see. And like I said, we've got such a strong squad, um, even on the bench. You look at players, Todd Cantwell was on the bench on um, uh, Saturday, and you think he was our best, one of our best players last season. Um, yeah, we're definitely getting it now. It's clicking with our system. We play 4-2-3-1, and um, it's all about confidence. So the players have to, like the centre-backs have to play the dangerous pass into midfield and then Emi Buendia has to take on two men to then be able to play and kind of split the line sort of thing. Mm. Um, and it's starting to click now. Players are starting to get back to um, positions. Sheeperman, um, who's a really gangly number 10, he doesn't look like a footballer at all. When you watch him play, it's like, how does it work? But he puts it all together. When he's fully on it, he is very, very good at this level. What's the statistic um, you guys have got? Sorry to explain. Like, you said it about the late goals, but like in recent years, I don't know if you're on top of that, but I remember seeing something, yeah. a couple of people tweet about it. It's like, you've got like a ridiculous amount of late goals compared to every other, everyone else in the division, really. Yeah, they, uh, we've, compared to championship teams, our fitness is off the scale. It's because mm. um, Barkley does a, like, a lot of double se- uh, sessions. So when he came in, we had such an old guard, Cameron Jerome, Russell Martin, kind of everyone knows their names. He got rid of all of them. We've got a lot of young players. I think there's only two or three outfield players over the age of 30. And that's because Daniel Farker requires such a kind of intense training sessions. And so they're ready for match day. And like you say, we've got the most points from winning positions from the last 10 minutes, I think, this season by, by far. I think we've got about 10. The rest have got about five. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely key, I'd say. And we have a lot of the ball. We've got by far the highest possession. And, you know, when teams shuffle around a lot and you have to keep moving them, they will tire and give you a chance eventually, especially at this level, won't they? No, it's true. I mean, Mickey, you got any questions you want to put forward to Jacob? No, it's just, I suppose really the only question I've got is, is most of them you've answered, obviously, who, who we really need to look out for and stuff. They're normally the questions we'll ask um, with the opposition. I mean, what, what formation do you normally play? Yeah, so it'll be 4 2 three, one. That won't change at all. So, yeah, it'll be... I could probably name you the team straight away. It'd be Krull, Aarons, Hanley, Gibson, Quintier if he's fit, Sorensen at left-back, Rook, Skip in the two, the, the CDMs. They're kind of... They just sit there. They, they're a bit like Woods. I, I think he's, they're not as good as on ball as Woods, uh, but they kind of dictate the play to start off with. Stephen will probably be in the middle. Plajeta with his man bun, which I'm not a fan of on the left. He's very quick, but we haven't got used to him yet. 
Buendia on the right and then Timu Puki up front. Um, Puki's movement will be key. Um, if he can get in behind, he was so good against Bristol City. If you give him space, he's not the quickest, but his, his movement is Premier League quality. And um, the likes of Stiefman and um, Buendia will find him if there's space. So they're, they're the main kind of... If you, if you rile up Emi Buendia, put a few challenges in him, a few naughty ones, which I'm sure... There's a couple of experienced pros in your midfield. I can see them doing that. Scott Malone as well. I can see him having a good old battle with him. Um, yeah, if you ride him up, then he won't play as well. So it'll be a really interesting battle, I think. I, I'm looking more at a draw at the moment because I, I think you've got a very good squad to uh, kind of deal against our weaknesses, really. So what's that player's name again? Buendia. Emmy Buendia, Buendia, his name is. Oh, okay, Buendia, so, yeah. So yeah. the Millwall players will obviously listen to this. <laughs> Before playing yeah, yeah, yeah. tomorrow, as if they do, just, but yeah, go after him, all right. Just, just take him out, and uh, and they play shit. It'll be interesting because we tend to. I mean, I can guarantee we'll play five at the back against you tomorrow. I mean, or tonight, sorry. But it will be three central defenders, but you know, two wing backs that kind of rule it to get involved forward in forward areas. But how do you tend to do against teams? I don't. You're just kind of relentless, like you said about how you know Fark's got you well drilled and you keep going. If teams sit in deep against you, lot, do you tend to struggle against sides like that or? That five at the back is perfect if you want to get a point or two or three against Norwich because um, we did Derby did exactly that. They came to Cow Road, sat back, um, and were good. Those two midfielders in front of the five were so good against Stephen and Buendia. They they those two weren't exactly fit, but yeah, it was so good at just shackling them because Norwich will not play a different way. So we'll get it wide and then we'll cut back in. We will be so, it'll be so congested in the middle. You'll kind of be like, you can throw a blanket over our play. Sometimes it's about scoring the perfect goal. That's why Bristol yeah. City was so poor. They just gave us so much space. If you keep it tight, like I can see Rowett doing, keep the, keep niggle tack, niggly tackles, you know, keep giving away silly fouls in and around kind of our half or just before your half sort of thing, you'll break up our play completely because we will not change at all. Um, yeah, so I think what's a game changer for us when I'm looking at it is we signed Kenneth Sahor from West Brom on loan. Yeah, yeah. He's picked up a knock. We don't know how long for at the moment. It's kind of a bit quiet. But I think he, especially at Preston last week, we had him, Mason Bennett, who's obviously got raw pace and he just seems to be like kind of a nuisance. And obviously Jed Wallace. I think what we tend to do is give them free free licence to go off. But I think with the number nine missing, you've either got Tom Bradshaw, who's shot of confidence for us, or you've got Matt Smith, who everyone knows what he has. But... I think against a team like yourselves who like to get the ball around quickly and move it, you, you won't see Matt Smith against yourself. So it, I think that will be a weak link for us and it's just whether or not what we decide to do in that position. I think that will be key. And I think you're right. It, it could separate between a draw and a win or perhaps you guys. If you get an early goal, then I think it'll probably be curtains for us because I, I can never see us getting back into games against you lot, when, especially when you get that first breakthrough. Then it's, that's going to be the key moment for us, I think. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, mate. The longer the game goes on, the more it looks like the opposition are going to steal it against us. I saw your goal against Preston, I think it was, where the counter-attack was absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. That will be key for you. Yeah, I imagine Norwich will have about 60-70% of the ball and it will just be a case of, can you do it on the counter? Because I 100%, 100%, no doubt, we will give you a chance. Every single game we do. Um, I think the only clean sheets we kept against are Huddersfield, who were so poor. Uh, in the first game of the season. They didn't have their, 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 all their players available. And Birmingham, who actually did not attack once. I can't remember them having a shot. So that was the only reason we've kept clean sheets. If you have a go at us, get aggressive, which I can see, you'll, you'll 100% score at least one. Interesting. I think um, I've asked all my questions. I want to ask Mickey, you got any more you want to put Jacob on the spot for? No, 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 the only question is, um, you need to put your fucking cock on the block now and, and give us your <laughs> What's the score? That's it. That's my, that was the last one I was going to end on. What's your score prediction? Oh, 
I'm going to be positive. In my, in my mind, I'm saying 1-1. One, one. In my heart, I'm going to say 2-1 Norwich. Okay. It'll be a difficult game. I reckon, I reckon it'll be a draw as well. I, 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 I personally see that. And I think we'll take that, especially after Saturday's defeat. And the way it went down, it was we didn't play terribly. But I think from a middle point of view, if we can have a, a, a nil-nil even, I, I would take that right now, if I'm honest with you. I mean, hopefully it's not a boring game, but we'll have to wait and see. Mickey, you got a prediction for yourself? I'm going to go either 1-0, 2-1, and Cooper's going to score. <laughs> I'd put money on that. I would put money on Cooper scoring because we are so bad at set pieces. So we've got Wallace to score and Cooper to score. If either of them come in, what about a Norwich goal scorer are you going to go for? Oh, it would have to be... Oh, we're deep. Um, I should say Pookie, but like the way you're going to be so deep, it could just be a long shot deflected. I'll go Mario Vrancic because I love him. <laughs> <laughs> but there you have it. I mean, like I said, special mention to Jacob. Thanks for coming on, mate. And obviously, if, if you're interested in Norwich stuff, Canary Cast is the right place to come to, right? Yeah, cheers, mate. Much appreciate. Yeah, we, we love putting out content YouTube everywhere. Much appreciate, obviously, you guys um, kind of talking to us and uh, having Banner online. We'll um, get you on <laughs> for like a re- review or the next game. Yeah. Absolutely. Look forward to that. So special thanks to Jacob there. Obviously, like I said, check out Canary Cast on Twitter, YouTube, and I think they've got a podcast as well, obviously. So yeah, that was good, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, no, good. He knows his football and um, yep. I didn't realise you were a secret closet Norwich fan. <laughs> no, I'm a football admirer, mate. What can I say? But no, that was good. And obviously, it'll be an interesting game, like I said. I'm not sure what to expect. I do think, personally, I'll take a draw, like we said there, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. I think we'll move on to, obviously, we didn't discuss Saturday's game just yet, mate. I mean, fuck me, that was uh, that was a shit show Saturday, wasn't it? From start to finish. Well, actually, do you know what? There was a good part of that. Um, Mel, um, a.k.a. Bird, who, who everyone knows on Twitter, pulled off the memorial service to Leo Callaghan's bench. Um, also, big shout-out to the Berserkers, obviously, the Mill youth lot, um, who done a service like they do every year around this time at the um, sign in Walworth Road, so just off Walworth Road, what's named after him, where they uh, lay reefs there um, and they've laid reefs on his bench. Hats off to you boys. You don't let the side down every year. You um, you put out a bag for remembering Lee um, and, you know, up, utmost respect for you boys for doing that. Mel, utmost respect. Um, unfortunately, this year we couldn't do the big... Normal service, um, the AFL and whatnot decided against it, didn't want it in, um, but it still went ahead um, because of social distance and all that. Mel was managing it because obviously she does the poppy side as well. She managed all of that this year uh, and laid the reef on behalf of the fans. And uh, as far as I know, that was a fantastic um, service. As always, you know, um, that was great. The pitch... Yeah, that's um, that's a different show um, and one where you definitely, if you're listening to this, you definitely need to tune in Thursday morning, I think it will be probably, uh, when we put a debate show out Thursday or Friday morning, when the debate, Friday the morning probably, when the debate show goes out because, um, yeah, some people are pissed off the result. We just didn't turn up, but... The shit show wasn't it all over, I think. I mean, it was unfortunate, obviously, we, we huffed and puffed. I think, you know... I feel like it was it was inevitable. I think, in a sense, once they once the game kind of panned out the way it did early on, you're thinking, okay, right. So, what's going to change the game for us? And I don't know. I think I've mentioned it in the interview there, but I think Sahor being injured, you know, he, I know, he's only played one game for us really from the start. But I feel like he was a big miss. Bradshaw up top doesn't really do it for me. I'm not going to lie. 
he obviously works his heart out front, but I'm not sure. The same with Mahoney. He's Marmite. You love him or hate him, but I can't lie. He just blows hot and cold too much and more so on the cold side. And I'm not going to be one to critical of our own players, but you just kind of, you know, he's got the opportunity to play. Bennett's obviously not capable of playing two or three games in a week. Fair enough at the moment. But I didn't think Mahoney grabbed any headlines for his performance on Saturday, mate. I know, did I? Um, I think Bradshaw needs to needs to realise what's what. What's he scored? Two goals in the last calendar year. Thereabouts. Yeah, it's uh, tough on him. I mean, because like you want people to do well. You want players, especially people that work hard. And obviously, Mill players, Mill fans love a person, a player that works hard. You know, Jimmy Abdu is obviously a legend for a reason. You know, it's not all about the skill, but it gets to a point when you're thinking. You know, we got on Gregory because he didn't score many goals, but even he would have more goals than Bradshaw at the moment. You've got to say that. So it's unfortunate. I mean, it's going to be a tough game against Norwich, mate. I think, you know, we said it all well in there with Jacob, but it's going to be a tough showing, I think. But, you know, hopefully with Gary Rout being back, I mean, we didn't really have a show to talk about Preston last week, but, you know, I thought Pearson Williams done well considering, you know, under the cosh, but it's going to be good to have Rout back. Um, and we'll have to see if it makes a difference, hopefully, tonight. So, we'll have to wait and see. I think, look, I think it will go. Um, I think Saturday, you know, I think it don't really matter what happened on the pitch, to be fair, with the scoreline. You know, we lost, we got fucking, we got schooled by um, Huddersfield. Um, we just didn't turn up to the park. But I think the more the piss off is, is that, you know, Saturday was a day to remember the fallen, not a day to be taking the knee. Um, and I just think that everyone really just just really disrespected um, people what are an awfully close to Mills fans' hearts. And um, I don't really think they understand their audience that well. And I think that it's going to be a long way back um, from this, there's an awful, awful, awful lot of people pissed off. Um, we're hearing, uh, you know, lots of people emailed in over the weekend. And, and fair dues to, to Steve Kavanagh. He's, he's phoning um, lots and lots of people and hearing. But again, you know, I think we're going to this more on a debate show this week um, uh, on, you know, what's been said and, and whatnot. But personally, look, you know, totally against racism, totally against um, discrimination. You know, I think everybody should be equal. We all bleed the same. I think everyone should be equal, um, regardless of, of race, colour, creed, sex, religion, anything. But Saturday was about remembering the fallen. Um, and I don't think that should have been diluted by um, anything else, personally. Absolutely, mate. I, I agree with you. Sorry, Spain, but like it's true. I mean, I, I understand to an extent the position of the club because you know, no one wants to be the first club to go straight against the knee. But I think Saturday in particular was the perfect opportunity to do that. And I think Mill missed the boat. And I think you know, yeah, PR is one thing, but another thing, turning on your own fans really, and in the sense of losing your fans and you know, people that support the club for years and years and years. You know, it's for whatever reason the club didn't you know go with the fan side of things on Saturday. And I think. We'll talk more of it on Thursday, like you said, mate, but it's, it's a hard position feel, for to be in. I also feel the third shirt coming out today was probably, you know, my cynical my cynical PR brain was that it, it's hopefully going to filter the shitstorm. 
Um, Bird shirt or is it the husky special uh, shirt you mean? <laughs> I think it's, I'm going to charge you 45 quid to advertise husky for me. I know, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I like the red. I like kind of going red, but mate, if you compare that to the bottle itself, it is exact replica of the bottle think, in a kit. I think our um, on our on our you know our advisors we have obviously where we 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 put things in and, and we've got people for the debate show and stuff on there. I think it was picked up correctly that it looks more like an ice hockey shirt. You could you could probably see if that was a bigger shirt for ice hockey, it would look really good, um, but. You know, it, it does look like a walking advert for um, a hot chocolate drink uh, or a cold chocolate drink. Um, is it necessarily the right shirt for the middle of Birmingham? I don't know. But again, we're going to go into this on the debate show. Um, you make know, sure you tune into that. <laughs> yeah, make sure you tune into that. It will be out Friday morning. Um, and look in our bio, there's a link there where if you've got a voice message you want to leave or you've got a question you want to throw to the, the team on the debate team, then um, then yeah, do so. But um, yeah, again, I just want to thank Jacob. I think Jacob was a good lad. I think he's um, very knowledgeable, filled us in a lot. Um, and also we found out that Omar has a, a secret passion for Delia. <laughs> I saw you tried to go in when he was talking at one point. I was going to be so like, are you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's me having you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me up. Delia Dealy was there then. <laughs> I was just going to say hello, Delia. I have one of her pies or something. I'm sure she does for hospitality now. But you know. Oh, I thought that was a euphemism then. <laughs> 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 no, not my type of fakes, mate, but, you know. <laughs> but no, I think you're right, mate. I think, you know, um, we won't dabble too much here today, but check out the debate show later in the week. Up the wall. Hopefully we Up get a win. Tune into the debate show Friday morning. Um, I reckon it's going to be a fucking lively one this week. Looking at the group chats and whatnot, uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, lively. Um, looking at Hoff, looking at me online, looking at Twitter, people aren't happy. Um, and you know if there's anyone from the club listening you're more than welcome to come on and stand your ground and, and defend your spot um, but we're not putting a request in because we know you're probably not going to come on um, <laughs> and you know we're not going to beg you um, but yeah all good uh, tonight we're going to play Norwich hopefully we come away with a win um, and then we go from there I might probably be on the, the Norwich review show uh, at some point and uh, yeah and if you're watching us on YouTube, because you might have put this on YouTube, then uh, hello. And yes, I'm better looking than Omar. Thank you. <laughs> if you're just listening, Omar's the good looking one. Check out That Mill Podcast on YouTube, as Mickey just said there. That Mill Podcast on Twitter. And drop us an email, thatmillpodcast at gmail.com. Give us some reviews to read over as well. We're looking forward to seeing some more of them. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you give us a review, we might even find you a special prize. There you um, go. I've got a box of, I think I've got a box of, um, last year's team sheets I think um, cartoon version of last year's team sheets we'll start giving some of them out in middle memorabilia you'll want them uh, Neil Harris right in the middle mate so you can use it as a dartboard as well so yeah <laughs> remember we're across social media get following us Twitter Instagram Facebook Snapchat fucking everything um, but YouTube's the one make sure you subscribe you get all our shit um, straight to your inbox and also make sure you subscribe on your podcast provider because that way when we do release them late at night you get them first thing and also you can listen to them on a commute so uh we value yeah. your listeners um 
We've now got more than we did, so we've got three now, and we appreciate all three of you. Maybe Thanks, Mum and Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't forget we've got Marie and, uh, and Andrew as well, so I love you guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I'm done. Um, yeah, we we'll plug the tonight. fuck out of our socials, but, you know, we'll be back on Thursday, like I said, or Friday. We'll Friday morning. Friday Let's morning go. will be the debate show what will fucking kickstart your weekend and you know whether you agree or disagree make sure you get across socials at the weekend and uh and let's see how many people we can get talking about this so uh yeah thank you very much for listening again we appreciate every one of you and uh i'm done so i'm gonna fuck off do the outro Sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But, Doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, Doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.